Thanks for joining us on Couch Guy Hollywood here with the latest and greatest movie news in Hollywood. It's Coop. I'm here with Nick in the back, Carly and Sean, and we got a we got a new guy here on uh, on today. It was kind of a last minute uh, little switch up. John was supposed to be here, and Carly was supposed to be here. She's a little sick, but she's she's back here. She's all good. <laughs> um, but we got Curry, my buddy Curry here. How yeah, you doing, Curry? Great. Yeah, good to have you here, man. Mm-hmm. What what have you been up to, man? Um, so I've been working during the quarantine as much as I can. What I mean, do you do? Why don't you know? We well, can start with that. You've never been on here before, right? Yeah, that's true. Wow, wow, I can't believe it. Um, <laughs> I edit. Mm. So I'm, you know, I edit films for people. I edit films of my own. Um, I love sound design, so I, I do that. I like to compose music as well. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, I love directing and, you know, writing films, you know, so uh, I'll do everything and make it into something. I just recently finished my next film, Contemplation. It's like, it's only like six minutes long. It's pretty awesome. What's it about? It's, uh, it's about... If you can tell us, yeah. Well, it's about... Um, it's about the psychology that goes through someone's mind when they're about to commit suicide. But <laughs> it's it's you know, and I know you've talked about how like you know, like you don't like films that are directly about suicide because it's it's like kind of cliche. But my argument would be that it's it plays into every single thing about suicide that's not in films. So it's almost like. It breaks it breaks the stereotype. Yeah, and it's it's an interesting watch. Yeah, I mean, you you what, you've been writing it for you were writing it over COVID. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, while we were quarantined, it, it, it's not a long script, you know, no, so yeah. it didn't take me long to write. But I just had this idea of like, what if someone made a film that actually focused on the thoughts that people had, yeah, instead of just like, oh, I'm gonna kill myself. Like, th- it's all about like, what if I, what if I aim it here? Is it gonna hurt? What if I miss? You know, there's, there's. These I've seen it. It's actually, it's actually pretty interesting. It's, uh, yeah. it's intriguing. It's, uh, different. You know, when you, when you get that, when you hear that idea, because you know, I've, you, we've been working, we live together, so you know, I've heard about this all from the start, and I was like, oh wow. You yeah. Know? But and then you know, you're doing it, and I was like, okay, all right. And then I saw it, and it's like, oh. Yeah, and it took it, a while to get done, just because I had to wait for like different equipment to come yeah. in and stuff like that. I waited for an air compressor. For a reason I'm not gonna share, uh, <laughs> unless you want to go watch it, you'll probably figure out why I needed an air compressor. Yeah. But yeah. um, uh, how did um, you know, being in COVID kind of affect uh, I guess your creative process? At a all? lot. I mean, it 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 affected every aspect of what I could do, what I couldn't do, how long I had to wait until I could shoot it, uh, where I could shoot it, um, picking up the equipment to get it. You know, like I remember me and Austin went to Home Depot. But it was like it was closed on certain days. We had to wait, you know, and so obviously COVID was a big, uh, it's a big challenge for everybody. Uh, Yeah, Curry. People are asking where they can watch it. I have multiple asking. Great. So anyone that follows me on Instagram, C Barker five oh nine, you can just click on my bio and it's it's right there. You'll probably see a poster for it, everything like that. So it's pretty easily accessible. And also, it's on Popcorn Culture. Which is uh, my YouTube channel where we do a lot of stuff together, yeah. actually. So, yeah. And you're an actor too, so I mean, how does how talk about you know maybe uh, what's been going on with you acting wise before COVID or you know during COVID how that affected you as well? Well, before I mean, in front COVID, of the camera. It, uh, before COVID, everything was pretty great. You know, I yeah, mean, yeah. Uh, 
I, I got an agent, so I was going on auditions. Things were flowing, mm-hmm. and then boom, COVID hit. Yeah, you know, yeah. and I think I think that's effect- affected us pretty similarly. But like, you know, there was a momentum that was there, and now the momentum has been completely broken. And now I know that when this thing is over, the, I'm gonna have to work hard to get that momentum back, which yeah, is really yeah. sad. You know? And you and I, you know, we, we uh, bottom of last year and top of top of this year, we were doing a lot of extra work on, on yeah. certain sets, and you, you were on some pretty big ones too. Uh, I remember, and um, y- you know, like that was that was kind of one thing you were doing, and it was it was a really it was probably a really interesting, you know, it's a really interesting perspective, and it's a lot of fun, and you get a lot of experience on it, and you know, we've been talking the last couple of weeks about what's going on and uh, how they're probably going to be starting to use you know CGI with. Uh, you know, extras and background people. Like, what, what's your thoughts on that? Um, how, how do you feel about stuff like that going on? In yeah, the I think film that. You know, I think I think that um, for a lot of people, extra work was a good way into the door. It's a good way to become SAG. You know, it, it's a it's a good way to get on set. You know, people say you got to put in your time on set. If you haven't been on a set, you can't expect to be. You know, it's it's a good way to get yourself in front of a big camera. That camera is intimidating. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you, even being an extra on set, you it, you still feel that camera. You know what I mean? Even though you you don't have any lines and even though you're in the background, that camera's on you, you still feel it. So the more you can put yourself in front of that camera, the more comfortable you get. And I think that um, COVID has really taken that opportunity away for a lot of people. Um, you know... I I I think that being an extra is going to be like a profession of extinction for a little bit, you know. Hashtag profession of extinction. <laughs> I mean, for a little. I mean, yeah, yeah. for real. Until yeah, this thing real. finishes, I don't think I don't think extras are really going to be a thing for a long time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I was able to actually like quit one of my jobs to just be an extra because it brings in enough money and definitely can't do that anymore <laughs> so blows blows yeah, yeah. Uh, anything else you're working on currently or uh you know upcoming um we just did a pilot uh, we did yeah yeah we Backyard did actually Boys. i guess that's yeah. i just finished editing that today really so yeah you haven't seen it yet sweet and i'm excited to show you excited to see it yeah and yeah. we were working with uh anthony pavoni a good friend of ours producer um, yeah yeah mm-hmm. that's great that's awesome man well you know we're excited to have you on is this your first podcast not this podcast obviously not this possible but ever have you ever done uh a no i th- i've done a couple um you know we, we were on tyrone's that one time that's remember? right yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's Wars. more of like a radio thing mm-hmm. um but this is pretty much my first time being on a actual podcast yeah well we got a lot of uh movie news today we got a little a little movie review i don't think you i don't know if you saw greyhound we'll talk about no, that I haven't. in a second but you know a lot of a lot of great things going on nick how you doing i didn't really say hi to you back there i'm doing pretty good how are you what have you been up to brother nothing ready for thursday of course oh yeah we, we'd also like to just uh announce we originally last week uh romance and rebellion uh is supposed to, was supposed to be on thursday they're going to be showing up tuesday next week uh here on the couch come check them out uh, give them a listen. Uh, I'm sure they're on Apple, Spotify, uh, anywhere you can find them. Yeah, 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 they're great. But they'll be here next week. Who, who's coming? Of the band? Uh, well, I said the lead singer, and then you guys, if you come, you'll see who the other person is. Awesome. I don't awesome. say awesome. Is. Yeah, so Mystery Romance Man. and Rebellion. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, next week. Next week on Tuesday. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, you know, a lot of great things uh, have happened in the last couple of days. I mean, uh, Martin Scorsese just got a uh, new gig. He's directing the uh, upcoming Mike Tyson biopic with Jamie Foxx. Uh, there we go. I, and that's uh, that's crazy. Did because he ask people for money? 
<laughs> no, I don't. Th- I don't think he's gonna have to ask people for money on this one because it's a studio pick. So I think uh, it's gonna be much easier for him. But it's interesting because you know he's got a. I don't know, Nick. I don't know if you know if Scorsese's done two movies like Spielberg's done. You know, back to back movies in the same year. He did uh, Schindler's List and Jurassic Park in '93. I, w- I don't know if uh, if he's gonna be kind of overlapping his. Uh, his schedule with uh, Killer of the Flower Moon with DiCaprio or not, but it's going to be a big year for him. Uh, excited to see that. Um, but, yeah, so we got Greyhound uh, came out last two weeks ago, I think. We're a little late on it. Uh, Tom Hanks. Uh, I want to talk about that. You haven't seen it yet, Curry? I've seen the trailer. You've seen the trailer. I saw the trailer, too. I checked out the movie last night. Um, Which it just came out, like it hasn't been out for that. No, long. it hasn't. It's uh, it was originally supposed to come out in theaters, but due to COVID, it's now on Apple TV Plus. It uh, they bought it for seventy million, um, and wow. over a fifty million dollar budget. Uh, Tom Hanks wrote the movie, and he's... Uh, Did he direct as well? He didn't direct it. He just wrote it. Uh, it's based off a book. Uh, I forget which book. Um, but, yeah, yeah. But maybe it, it's Greyhound, the book. I don't think it's called Greyhound. It's <laughs> maybe called not. something else. It's a bit, So, it's the movie's set uh, right uh, entering World War II. It's at the Battle of the Atlantic. Uh, follows this USS Destroyer, uh, codenamed the Greyhound, um, and the crew on that. And they're, it's kind of just... It's, it's kind of like a battleship movie, kind of. Um... I, you said the trailer. What, what were your first thoughts when you saw that trailer? Kurt? Okay, I, I I'm a huge fan mm-hmm. of, of Tom Hanks. Like I I, yeah, I yeah. really I mean he's a phenomenal actor. Force Gump. But there uh, was just something about this trailer, even from the first time I saw it. Yeah. That I was just kind of like, not his best work. Something. Just something about the delivery of certain yeah. like a certain line. Like there, I was just like, it almost felt like he was trying. And it never feels like that with him. Like he does these crazy characters. Like, uh, like Forrest Gump is nothing like Tom Hanks. Yeah, that is a character that he big, did. Uh, big. That is Ryan. that is a character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then, and so he does characters, and it's natural, you know. And it's like, wow. Mm-hmm. But there was something about this trailer, and I'm just giving my my personal honest opinion. Yeah. Um, it was just like there was. It was kind of like, oh, he's doing a character, and yeah. it was like. It was in my mind that he was doing character. You think that has to do with? We were actually having a conversation about this the other night, but you know, like acting over. I don't know if he's written anything else before. I think he's done a couple other things. I don't know if he's been in it, but you know, this is he's headlining the movie and he wrote it. Uh, I don't. Yeah. Do you think that has to you know maybe brings in a factor as something that makes his performance come off differently? Or I think maybe you know? maybe you are touching on something. I mean, uh, Cooper's a writer as well. Um, you know, and 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 he we were having a discussion about how. You know, you you like to you don't like to write parts for yeah, yourself, yeah. you know, yeah. because then Not, you yeah, then you keep thinking like I would write it how I'm gonna say it and yeah, have yeah. you in your mind. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, you'd probably be better writing a character completely with yourself, not in mind. You'd even and then you'd be surprised that you could probably play it amazingly. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So maybe maybe him writing it really affected. Um, affected his performance. His performance. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. You know, I. Watching the trailer, uh, have you seen the movie, Nick? No, I haven't. Uh, no. By the way, to answer your question, the movie is based off The Good Shepherd, which is a yeah. novel from 1955. Correct, correct. So That's I right. Let you know, but I have not seen it. But mm-hmm. I just want to say, like, I haven't seen the movie. I'm really talking a lot for, for someone that hasn't seen the movie. I've just seen the trailer, and Tom Hanks is always an amazing actor, so I really yeah. don't have much to, to say here. Well, I have a lot more to say. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, the, the 
Fifty million dollars, you know, for a big war movie. Uh, I, I think I think the first problem. I th- there there were a lot of problems with the movie. Not there wasn't a lot of great things. I mean, you know, there was the story between him and his wife a little bit, and uh, but it mostly takes place on this, you know, destroyer and uh, him and the crew. I I mean, the performances were fine. Uh, I don't think it's anything you know, Oscar worthy. Uh, but like the movie felt. It just felt, um, I don't know, you watch other war movies like Hacksaw Ridge and Saving Private Ryan, which Tom Hanks is in, and he, so he's, he's bigger not, budgets though, bi- for sure. he, bigger budgets, uh, just a different, there's a different feel to him. I don't know if it's the, uh, if it's the, you know, being on the water, but it f- kind of felt like, like they were kind of in a set the entire time or they're on a green screen. It kind of, it felt, yeah. it felt a bit, it felt a bit animated actually with the, just the way it was edited in my opinion. I am, I'm curious enough to where I would actually sit down and watch it. Just yeah. To... It's entertaining a little bit, but at the same time, I, I, I kind of just felt myself zoning out a bit and it, it, it was kind of, it was shooting back and forth and you know, all that. And I, I was, it, there wasn't really. It, it, here's another big problem: the movie's an hour and fifteen minutes long. It's a short it's movie. Very, very short. It's not even. It doesn't even feel like a full arc. Uh, and and uh, which also, it's kind of like, is this? Am I seeing the whole thing? You know, it just feels quick, and which isn't a bad thing, but it's it's just quick and it's a little too quick. Hmm. And um, interesting. But it, you know, and it's interesting yeah. you say that though, because most of the time people complain about like a movie drags on or is or is too long. Yeah. But what people don't realize is that there is also a problem of like if you make your or if a studio gets a hold of it and makes it too short, like that's what they're saying happened to Justice League. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. like it's that the studio got a hold of it, made it as short as they possibly could, cut plot points, everything exactly. like that. And now they got like a 214 minute uh, movie piece coming of crap. out on HBO or something. Yeah. Well, yeah. they're gonna have may, hopefully oh. something. Good. Oh, you're talking yeah, about yeah, the I'm new one. The new one, this yeah. Snyder yeah. cut. Yeah, which yeah, yeah. Hopefully, is good. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, who knows? yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, you know, I, I know what you mean. But um, yeah, there's not um, a great deal to say about this. I don't think it's gonna be a, a, anything Oscar worthy. Uh, nothing really struck me. Uh, I'd say it's one of the more weaker movies of the year. Well, uh, it's interesting actually. Now that I think about it, that you've said that the uh, movie was too short. Because another thing that that is a really big part of uh, how long a movie is is the writing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, if, yeah. if he didn't write a story that's a complete a complete story that has like a beginning, mm-hmm. middle, and end. Mm-hmm. That's on the writer typically. Yeah. So yeah. as Tom Hanks, someone that is is an actor, you know, trying to do something else. I, I don't. I don't know if he's written anything else. Yeah, or, I'm not sure. You mind checking that out, Nick? Um, see if yeah, he's of written anything else. But I, I mean, maybe if it is his first thing. I think this might have been one of his pra- passion projects. So you know, that's awesome. I, yeah. I think that's that's great uh, that he that he's doing that, especially you know this far into his career. You know, he's still he's still finding new ways to you know hit the screen and uh, y- you know attack the screen in a in a great different way because uh, he's Tom Hanks. You know, yeah. uh, it's yeah. a big deal, a big selling point too. Um, I, I ever did but, you ever see? Sorry, um, which one? Uh, it's a wonderful day in the neighborhood. Oh no, I have. Did you ever see that? I haven't. No, yeah, I, no. I don't. I don't even remember. I heard if that it was good. Was... I heard it was good. Okay, cool. I, I think we should. It was it. really good. I watched. Was it? it? Yeah. yeah, you should oh. watch Didn't, it. Weren't you the one who said I need to watch that movie the other day? Yep, pretty sure. When we watched that piece of crap, The Grudge. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so he's still doing good stuff. <laughs> yeah, and this he's isn't got, like a make it or break. He's it for got him. the uh, he's got the Elvis movie coming out too. Oh, uh, yeah. and by the way, he Play wrote Larry Crown. By the way, according that's right, he wrote Larry Crown, which also wasn't the best. Him and Julia Roberts. That was back in like. 2011. I don't know if he's directed anything. I don't think he has. But uh, you know, maybe this—he's uh, kind of opening a door for himself. I think. Yeah. Uh, I think if he wants to, he should. You know, I, I bet he's got a lot of time on his hands, uh, especially with everything going on. Everything that went on with him, maybe he's been writing something else. You yeah, know? maybe I so. Know. I, I mean, don't know. He's written two movies that have been made. Yeah. So. Yeah. 
He could start his writing career if he really wanted to. Probably. Um, oh, he did do he did Band of Brothers, uh, and someone did that's say that right. in the comments. He, he so directed sorry. Band of Brothers. I've been Correct. dying really? to watch that. Well, he and wrote it too. Did he yeah. write it really? Yeah, he wrote one episode. See, so he kind of kn- he knows that he he knows the yeah the war essence. I heard of the Band of Brothers is like one of the best things ever. But I, then I'm gonna again, go check that like, out. I, I'm interested to see what the reviews for Greyhound are because I mean I think they were down in the 40s. 50s. Oh really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. I I believe I'm not really I could be wrong about Interesting. that. Interesting. But you know it's it, here. And one more thing, I think the biggest thing is when I'm watching this movie, I'm watching on Apple TV Plus, so it's like. I'm watching an Apple TV Plus movie, but this movie was supposed to come out in theaters. Yeah. So I, that's that. That was another big thing. I was like, I was really about you know people were really gonna go into this movie. Like it didn't. It was like it didn't feel like a movie. You know. You know how you watch a Netflix movie sometimes. It's like that feels just like a Netflix movie. Yeah. And even like uh, I, I watched Man. The Lovebirds on Netflix recently. I was like that was supposed to have a wide release, and I and I but I was like this is this feels. You, you know what different. I mean? You know what I mean? Yeah, it's and like, that's another thing that COVID is really affecting is like, and I brought this up to it's you. It's affecting the way I watch the stuff. Well, it's actually the fact that, you know, we're, we're 20 years old, 2021. 20, and um, for the first time in our lives, there aren't movies coming out in the theater. For the first time in our lives, yeah, yeah. since we've been alive. Like this is a this isn't like a thing the that box happens every, never stops. It doesn't yeah, stop on Christmas. It doesn't, it doesn't stop. stop on New it's Year's. It's stopped. <laughs> there are like there's movies coming out. They're going to your TV. There's no like movies coming out of the movie theater. Every single movie that has been made is being pushed back again and again and again. And it's like, it's like, it really changes the way you watch movies. It feels different. And another thing is, like, you look at a movie like Tenet coming out, and you're like, yeah. "That's a movie you're gonna see in the theater. That's a that's a that's a film." And then and then you see Greyhound, you're like, "That was was it really supposed to be? Like, it felt like maybe it was set up to be an Apple TV Plus movie. Really? You know what I mean? That's how it felt to me. Or maybe it just would have looked better on the big screen. But it's like it's like I, I don't know. There's maybe I'm not sure. Uh, last movie I saw to, in theaters. You have to check it out and tell me. But yeah, what? what was Invisible it? Man. Last movie I got well, that, to see. In see, theaters. that was that thank was awesome. God I got to see it before <laughs> all the movie theaters. Me and Nick were. saw The Hunt. You remember that? We Nick? did. I I mean that movie was fun. It was weird, but perfect little date night. Yep, there was more <laughs> yeah. than two of us though. There was like six, right? Yes. Six yeah. or five of us. <laughs> uh, anyways, going back uh, to since you guys were talking about Tom Hanks and just obviously we're talking about this movie, uh, we have a question. Do you guys think that Tom Hanks uh, put more heart into his Greyhound role or his Toy Story role? <laughs> I, I mean, I I feel like you know the answer. You might. Know I, the I've answer. seen him. I've seen him uh, do his. Uh, Actually, that, that is kind of a good question because I think he put more of his heart in maybe the writing of this uh, of Greyhound, but definitely Toy Story. Obviously, I mean, have you seen him behind the scenes do the voice the voiceovers? He's like into it, you know. <laughs> He's crying. Yeah, but there. I mean, what do you think? Sure, no, sure. Like I know, for, like I know that there's a lot put into um, voiceover work that people don't realize. Like people get really into that, you know, yeah, yeah, and yeah. give good like performances and stuff. You should, I mean, you have, but like, you should see some of the behind the scenes. It's crazy. But I think in this, he had to have at least done some more research or something. He's been yeah, playing yeah. Woody for years. <laughs> you know, he, he he probably, like, this is based off of a real person or maybe real, based off, uh, just based book. off of a book. Okay. Pro- it's so probably, I think, it, yeah, true events probably. Yeah. I, I think. mean, you can tell he's, he's doing something. Yeah. So yeah, he, yeah. he had to have put some type of research into it, mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, before we stray away from the uh, Greyhound conversation, I just want to throw out the cou- couch cushions for this one. I'm going to give it two couch cushions out of five. Really? 
Wow, yes, I was expecting wow. like three. I thought like no, three. No, two. Yeah. What? Well, wasn't really my cup of I'll tea. have to watch it for, I'll watch it so we can talk you about it later. You check it out, you know. And, I'm just uh, curious. Another one, uh, you know, I want to, Nick will probably talk about this later, but uh, have you heard of The Rental? I think I have, yeah. Dave Franco just yes. came out the other day. Oh. It's on VOD. Dave I'm going to watch it. I think well, we should, let's, we'll talk about that. We'll yeah, do that we for next talk week. About it. But yeah, it, interesting. Next you know, Thursday. Another actor, first time director, um, writer too. So, Dave Franco is a director? He's directing, directing, writing, and acting. Uh, wow. No, he's not acting in it. My bad. Oh. But he's, you know, first time director, writer. Honestly. There's a lot of actors in Hollywood becoming directors. Yeah, now. it's crazy. Like way more than that. That never used to be a thing. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. You know, that's becoming a thing so much more now. Um. Okay. Big thing happened last week. I, I got really excited seeing this one. Um. So the Russo brothers just signed on to do, or or were just bought. There's a Netflix just bought this two hundred million dollar movie uh, from the Russo brothers with uh, the writers of Avengers Endgame and yeah. the Russo brothers directed Avengers Endgame and the other you know uh, Captain Americas and uh, Avengers uh, movies with uh, it's an espionage thriller. It's starring Ryan Gosling and Chris Evans. Interesting. Um, I I can't really tell you more because that's all they really had. I I know there's it's. Two like a, uh, an assassin and a CIA agent, and they're I think they're against each other or something. Yeah, I didn't really get a logline on that. But I feel like to yeah. talk about this movie, you have to address the movie that just came out on Netflix that was by the Russo brothers, starring um. Cri- yeah. They didn't uh, direct it. Yeah, Extraction. Oh, Chris Extraction, Sandler. right? But but the they stunt, I thought they were they were, they were producers. They were like totally on set. And I though. think they're gonna be directing the second one that just got greenlit. Extraction two. Two. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah. I gotta say, like, what are your thoughts? Yeah. About Extraction. This movie's called The Gray Man, by the way. Uh, that's what the movie's called. Uh, Interesting. I, I'm gonna watch mm-hmm. it because I love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love. Uh, Gosling. Ryan Gosling. I love Ryan Gosling. And Chris Evans and been I, having a great career dude, lately. Defending Jacob. If you haven't I'd seen Defending Jacob. Go watch Defending Let's Jacob. talk about that later. We never talked about that yeah. before on here. Um, but yeah, you were saying about uh, Extraction. Um, Extraction is, for me, I think overrated. I couldn't even watch the whole thing. And it is the the number one watched Netflix movie in the world right now. 99 See, million viewers. That's insane that to me. Like, don't get me wrong. I, I, I love a great action flick. Yeah. But I tried twice to watch this movie. And everyone's like, you have to watch it. It's got some of the ba- best action scenes you've ever seen in cinema. I'm like, what? So I turn on the TV. I try to watch it. And I literally, I don't know what it is. Maybe I wasn't in the mood. Maybe I, I was caught at a bad time. But I could not watch this movie. I I, I didn't. Did I even see the whole thing? No. We no. tried to watch it together. That's right. I didn't watch the whole thing. But from what I saw, like the, the story wasn't like amazing. But you know, it had a cool concept. Uh, I thought the action was okay. I thought it, you know the, the camera style it was you know a lot of long shots, chase scenes, which was, is I usually it, like that. Yeah, so. yeah. I I thought it was a uh, it felt a little uh, you know it reminded me a bit of Call of Duty a little, and I, I like yeah. Call of Duty, and I think you know they, Netflix does those movies that make you feel like you're in Call of <laughs> Cod, you know, like uh, yeah. Triple Frontier was another one with Oscar Isaac. Well, here you know what, I, it's one of those movies where I feel like I have to watch it because people have told talked about it and mm-hmm. like, and it's one of the top rated on Netflix right now. Yeah, like, yeah. It, it, it has to be watched. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna have to force myself and to sit down and watch it. And there's a sequel coming. Yeah, but I, th- I think exactly. I think Netflix is kind of just prone to doing sequels by now. Like I, I, I see this movie. You know, the Gray, Gray Man just got dropped, and I was like, well, they're probably gonna do a second. I, you know, I bet because Gosling and Evans have never been on the screen together. That sounds see, like that's a, crazy. Uh, that's like a Leo and Brad Pitt. You know, yeah. uh, once well, they do Hollywood very different combo. movies. 
Let's just, let's just say that. I mean, like Ryan Gosling's in La La Land, and then you got Captain America. It's not. It's not yeah, like they're yeah. in the but same genre. But now he's doing Knives Out. Yeah, that, you sure. Know, and then yeah. he, you know, Gosling's d- has done Drive. You know, like we've seen them all do a like, variety that's like, of things. That's like having. That's like having, like, Chris, uh, like, Chris Pratt with Leo DiCaprio in a movie. Two stars. Yeah, that hasn't happened. See, that would be a weird duo. Might be great though. Yeah, Might be yeah. fantastic. I don't know. I mean, those are two great. I love both those actors. Yeah, yeah. But it's yeah. just, it's just like that's kind of a weird thing you never really thought about. Yeah. Too. Well, I'm super excited for this, and you know yeah. that 200 million dollar budget. It, it goes back to that conversation we we're having a couple weeks ago, Nick, where. Uh, what uh, Apple just picked up Scorsese's new movie, you know, for two hundred million dollars. Well, so it's like, or maybe two hundred and five. I'm not sure. It's kind of like it feels like you know, there's a battle going. Let's see who can get like the, there's movie the biggest budget movie. to fight. You know, exactly, so. exactly. But um, yeah, it's uh, I'm really excited to see Gosling. I don't think Nick, could you check this for me? If uh, I don't think Gosling's done a movie since Blade Runner 2049 uh, really? back in 2017, I think it was. Uh, so he's kind of been. I bet we, he's we, done an indie. We we watched uh, seventy five hundred, you know, a couple weeks ago, the one with Joseph Gordon Levitt, JGL. Oh. We talked about it on here. And oh he, yeah, he, he, yeah, he taken a break great. for for a while, and now he's just got three movies, another trailer for his new movie hey, Cooper, on Netflix. You're forgetting about one big movie. Am I? Yeah. Oh no! Hold on. First Man. Yeah. Twenty eighteen. That yep. was his last one. And Oops. then there's oh. he played. Uh, a blue penguin voice in my favorite shapes by uh, that does not Julio count. Torres. It's a no. TV movie. Nope, that doesn't. Are count. you sure it, it doesn't count? It counts. That's 2019. Whatever. <laughs> no. Um, it was an HBO. Well, uh, uh, I've never heard. All of it. art. Yeah, I never art. heard of it either. All art is art. You're yes. right. You're right. Um, yeah, but you know, he, he's kind of been on a break, and we haven't. I heard. I heard. Uh, a few months ago, that he was gear- he was taking a break because he was gearing up for his next big role. Um, and now, and now then we the know wolf, what it is. Well, the Wolfman, he he just pitched himself to uh, the the Wolfman we were oh. talking about to Universal, and they're doing which that is movie. great because if it's anything like the Invisible Man, it's and it's directed by the guy who directed the Invisible Man, exactly. So, you know, God, I love. Um, but uh, and, and you know now he's doing this, and then I, I I think I saw like a couple other projects he's doing. So it's it's I, I checked his IMDb the other day, and uh, yeah, you know, it's crazy to see you know him go on a break, and yeah, I don't know if this is what he's gearing up for, but. I'm excited. I love Gosling. Drive, La La Land. We watched La La Land. You watched that for the first time Dude, the night. See, La La Land was a piece of art. And I'm very upset that I it took me so long to watch it. Yeah. But I watched it. Because, well, here's the thing. I, I'm not usually gravitated towards musicals, even though I love music and I love, like, any form. I mean, I'm a composer. I compose music. Yeah. So, like, I love it. But, like, I'm not, like oh, let's break out into song and express our feelings. Like, that's not really um, um, my thing. But this movie does it right in every single way. Yeah, I said the same thing. I mean, it's a work of art. I mean, it, it gives you goosebumps more than a couple times. And then and then we watched Moonlight just because. We were like, why not? Oh, yeah, we had to see the, uh, the, the, uh, the rivalry. Yeah. yeah, and it was good. It was really good. But La La Land was better. It just was. You heard it here first. Oh, you like... Did you like Moonlight better? Moonlight's far better. I like <laughs> Moonlight is good. I thought the ending was kind of what the like it kind of just ended. That that was it, it for me. That was a beautiful ending. <laughs> I, I, Way I, better than La La Land again. Uh, they both well, had great endings though. It was both like a heartbreaking ending. I, I thought the I thought the I don't know. I've definitely know. learned. We can just fight about this later. Being a being a big <laughs> uh, film fan, there's there's always like. 
these movies that are beloved by so many people that I, I never like. And then there's movies I love that, that like other people don't like. And it's, it's, it's almost, it's sometimes it's like, whoa, are we watching the same movie? You know? And, and I've realized, um, that like there's, there's a, there's for me, there's movies that are good that people tell me are good. And I kind of, it's almost a chore that I have to watch it. And I finally do. And then there's movies that, are so are so good that they just gravitate you instantly and you watch the whole thing. Yeah. It's like Game of Thrones versus Handmaid's Tale. It's like Game of Thrones is good. It's a beloved show. Everybody loves it that watches it. But you almost have to force yourself to watch that first season. Like even season half of season two, you have to force yourself to watch. And then a show like Handmaid's Tale where you watch the first episode and you are just watching it. Yeah, we just started watching Handmaid's Tale. Yes, we, we did. We finished the first season today and it was freaking awesome. It's amazing. I don't if you guys haven't seen it, you guys have you seen it, Nick? Have you guys seen Handmaid's Tale? Uh, I haven't seen all of it. I've only seen a little bit. That shit is off the wall. It's, it's so great. Good, Holy crap. It's so great. If you haven't watched I need to Handmaid's watch Tale, it. I, I've only finished the, I think I've almost finished the first season. If I'm you, like freaking out like, when I'm watching I never even knew what it was about. Like my mom watched it. I was like, it's some type of medieval show where they wear. It is not, not a medieval it's show. show. <laughs> it, it's not anything like what I thought it was. It's great. And I recommend it, it to out. anybody. Elizabeth Moss is amazing. Yeah. And I need to check out Shirley, that new movie with her. She's She's getting an Oscar. An Oscar for something this year, maybe. Yeah. Um, I've been saying that. Um, <clears throat> uh, moving We're late on. for stuff, if yeah. you haven't noticed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, okay, so I read this article the other day, and kind of—I don't know—I kind of—I—I I, I always say I don't like to theorize about Star Wars, and I don't really like to anything that comes up Star Wars these days. I'm kind of like, okay, yeah, until I see it, obviously. Yeah. But uh, it's there is a rumor going around that Hayden Christensen has signed on to be a series regular for Whoa. the Obi-Wan Kenobi Disney Plus show. Whoa. want to hear what your thoughts on that are. Uh, you know, uh, thoughts on the Obi-Wan show in general and the thoughts on hearing this. Uh, I thought you'd have a kick out of that. I don't know if anyone has seen the video where Ewan McGregor actually announces that he will return his role for Obi-Wan Kenobi, it's a beautiful moment. <laughs> I remember I, I, I was watching it on my phone and the woman, she, he's on a stage and the woman says, um, Ewan, are you going to return your, uh, reprise your role as Obi-Wan Kenobi? And he grabs the microphone and he goes, yes. And everyone just freaks out in the crowd and it's an amazing moment. And it was an amazing moment for me. And I was like, oh my God, this isn't a rumor anymore. This is real. Yeah, yeah. But to say that Hayden Christensen will also be in the show, I, I don't even know I don't even know what to think. Like, it's amazing. Like the duo back. Like this is the early two thousand Star Wars duo back mm-hmm. at it again. But also it's like, how would it work? You know, because he's he's Darth Vader. You yeah, know? yeah, so, yeah. I don't I don't understand what they would do with that, but I mean, if it's true, I could see. Yeah, I, I. While you're saying that, I was thinking. Well, he is Darth Vader, but I was like, maybe, maybe Obi Wan has some kind of. If this is the way the story goes, some kind, you know, kind of internal conflict with maybe the ghost of Anakin. Maybe that could yeah. be the way they integrate him. I, I, th- I, I'm, I, I'm having pretty high hopes that Liam Neeson is going to show up in the, Whoa. in the, sh- in the show uh, as Qui Gon Jinn. I'm, I'm pretty sure that would be crazy. I mean, we haven't seen him in. 20 oh it'll be over 20 years by the time this hits the screen if that happens here's the thing they were saying hayden christensen was going to be in the new star wars yeah. movie and he was he did a voice at the very end his voice is in uh when ray is yeah. listening and i actually there's there's rumors that he he actually shot a scene that they just they cut they ended up cutting it out because 
they test screened it and people didn't like it or whatever. Well, I didn't like the movie, so yeah, well, <laughs> you know, uh, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, I don't know. We'll uh, we'll we'll see what happens with that. I'm excited for the show. I, I know there's been some some trouble with it lately, but you know. Have I've, you guys heard about uh, Disney effectively trying to reset the past three movies? I've heard I that. Have. I've yeah. heard I'm that. super down with that idea. Oh yeah. I mean, I think that it's I I think that it's 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 crazy. It's a crazy idea. Mm-hmm. It's never really been done, like in the history of cinema. Yeah. <laughs> but if they did that, that would be insane. I um like, Sean, I'd also like to hear what you think because it, it brings up a good point. Uh, uh, recently, John Boyega just came out and said he's moved on completely from his Star Wars characters. So if they go back and there's a new cast, you know, what are your thoughts on that? You know, I'm cool with just getting a whole new. Ca- I didn't like any of the cast members. I didn't give a shit about Ray. None of them won my like trust or anything. Yeah, they just they didn't work hard for any of their powers. I just mm-hmm. nah. I'll say this. And I mean this. I loved Episode Seven. I remember when it came out in theater. I watched it in three D with my father and my brothers, and it was amazing. I remember when when like uh, Han Solo dies, and it's like, oh my god! And then Ray gets the lightsaber, like it goes past Kylo Ren, and she gets it, and then the music turns on, and you just get goosebumps. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. I, and I don't know. That movie was great for me. And then. The rest of the series, the rest of that trilogy, just went down, 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 down. I don't know what happened. Yeah, when I heard about this, I'm glad you brought it up, actually, Sean. Uh, you know, I was kind of like, that's like a billion dollars going into three movies. Like, it, could that even happen? Would that even happen? And uh, it's I, definitely like, fan service. I don't know. You know, I like, I if if it happened, I think everybody go check it out. Yeah. I, and I myself, I don't know if you like Seven. I actually did like Seven. Uh, that was the one that kind of was like, okay, I have hopes, and then yeah. they dropped the ball. Actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, like, like, Last really Jedi like seven. was awful. Yeah, Last, Last Jedi was like disrespect to the entire yeah. I thought it had like, its physics of, cool moments, yeah. you know? And I like Ryan Johnson. I thought he did a great job with uh, Knives Out. We'll I love stay Looper, in your genre. But, you know, yep. uh, Ryan yep. Johnson. <laughs> I will say Adam Driver was good. Sorry, Ben. Yeah, Adam Driver <laughs> I, I love Adam Driver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he was awesome. But he, I think they could have done so much... There's just so many different things they could do. That would be so crazy to see a entire trilogy. But I think the fans are so loyal that everybody go check it out. Well, you here's know? the thing. Mandalorian is something. amazing. Yeah, yeah. Whoever's involved in that, whoever's in charge of that, Fabro. just needs to be in charge of the the new trilogy if they decide to do that. I mean, like Mandalorian gives you that Star Wars feeling, you know? And they don't and it's crazy cuz they don't have John Williams, which like is a bit like music is a big part of cinema. Like the same music is really what brings you back. You hear that Jurassic Park soundtrack, you're back with the I dinosaurs. Was the same thing, yeah. You know? Yeah. You hear you hear that Indiana Jones, you got a whip in your hand. You know what I mean? It's like <laughs> but, but but it's like but but it's like that's what that's what gives you the feeling. Like even if you're watching a scary movie and you hear that eerie music, like that sets the tone. You know, music sets the tone. And I think when, when you watch Mandalorian, the fact that they don't have John Williams, they don't have the same Star Wars music, but somehow they still bring you back to Star Wars, they're doing it right. Yeah. yeah. You know, I they're doing it. something. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I guess my I'm in for a new Star Wars trilogy. Me too. Let's take it one step at a time. Like, I mean, you know, they always say they're going to do these movies, and then they don't, and then they do, and then they don't. You know, you know, we could have seen a Yoda movie by now. You know that, right? Yeah, the Yoda baby movie Yoda was supposed to come be, out. But baby, I guess <laughs> technically we have seen the Yoda movie. What? With Mandalorian, it's kind of a Yoda oh, thing. Oh, kind of, I guess. Yeah. We got any questions over there, Nick? Uh, yeah. Sorry. Uh, we do have a couple. Uh, sorry, I'm scrolling up to get to one of them. Uh, did you have a question? No? Okay. Uh, what character or on TV or in a movie did you guys relate to the most? This is just like in general. Of oh. all. Wow. It's a loaded question, but... Just like in anything. Like, that's broad. Uh, yeah, ever? anything. It's very broad. Is there just... I don't know. Anything that's... I mean, I, I loved Harry Potter growing up. I was... <laughs> I always liked to. I can tell. What the glasses? Yeah, these are great glasses. They're new. Um, these are new. Um, you know, I I think I don't think that I related to Harry Potter, but I think that Harry Potter, uh, kind of like shaped how I've become, in a weird way. I know that sounds cheesy, but like it's true. Like. I like the the parts that impact me the most in movies and stuff is when I see like the one brave guy stand up and do the right thing when everyone else is too scared to do anything. Like that's Harry Potter, you know, or that's that's the hero. And and like when I see stuff like that, um, I, I, like I've always wanted to be that guy because those were the role models I had growing up. You know, I was like deep in thought that entire time thinking about mine. Great. But yeah, like I, I, I guess I guess to go off of you, kind of that hero aspect. I mean, yeah, I always say I like you know Tobey Maguire Spider Man's kind of yeah exactly. For me, you know, that's I don't know. I don't know. I I definitely don't identify with shooting webs, but uh, you know, yeah. I mean, I don't like, identify uh, with. Yeah. yeah, right. You know, I, I guess I guess you look at your hero and go with that. Um, but yeah, I, I'd say that for for that answer. Yeah. yeah. Anything else over there? No. Um, uh, oh, right okay. now, no, here's a we'll good one. More. Uh, I, I don't have much left, but uh, we checked out. I got I got a couple more things. Uh, I got some things I could bring. Great, up I'd too. love to love to hear them. Yeah. Uh, but remember, we watched the, we watched this trailer. I don't know if you guys checked it out, Nick. Uh, it's called Possessor. This movie took pla- oh, yeah. uh, took place at uh, Sundance Film Festival earlier this year. It's so it's got, already been seen by people. It's got uh, Andrea Riseborough from The Grudge that we watched the other day, Nick, and <laughs> then uh, Chris Rabbit. He's one of my new favorite actors right now. He was in Girls, Catch Twenty Two, most recently. He was up for an Emmy last year, I believe. And uh, it, I, I'm not completely sure about the uh, the plot of this movie. I, I hear it's about this corporate agent that can inhabit a person's body and uh, make them go commit assassinations. So it's kind of like uh, a hitman, but you're you're putting yourself in somebody else's body, and she puts herself into this guy whose identity threatens her. Yeah, uh, threatens to obliterate her. And if you like watch that, the trailer, you won't understand. No, like, but it doesn't make any sense. It's but sticking in it my head. It still looks good, though. You want to rewatch it. Yeah. You want to rewatch the trailer, which is yeah. rare. But uh, definitely something to go go check out right now. Um, and uh, another thing is uh, Grey's Anatomy. I don't usually talk about Grey's Anatomy, but so, uh, just an interesting article I read. Uh, Grey's Ana- Anatomy is coming back for a 17th season. Jesus. But they're they're going to be tackling COVID-19 in the storyline. This, wow. Uh, this entire next season. I want to hear what okay. your thoughts on that might be. I well, mean, this is kind of the first big thing we're going to see, you know, doctors tackling COVID, like in Grey's Anatomy. Well, just like everyone else in America, my mom loves Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> and um, I never really watched it, but my mom did, and I would walk in on her watching it, you know, 
just I guess that's how it goes. I do the same thing. Like you, you grow up watching it because your mom watches it. Um, so I know all the characters and stuff, but I, have never actually sat down and watched it. Um, it's, it's a typical drama that takes place in a hospital where the problems are always, we don't have this, but we need this. Yeah. This guy's going to die right now. But now it's interesting that they're, you know, taking a a real life event that's happening right now and putting that into the entire. And that's crazy. I don't know how they're going to film it, but you know, I don't know. But that so, like, I've kind of kept up with Grey's Anatomy over the years yeah, because think, of, like, Carly? my mom and stuff. This is just, <laughs> like, a little off topic from what you guys are talking about. Yeah. But is it just me or has, like, the CGI, like, they've added CGI and, like, with the helicopter scenes and stuff. Dude, recently, this, like, the stuff in it has just been awful looking. Like, I, the show just looks like shit okay, now. I, I, can't, I can't speak for Seattle. Grey's Anatomy. Seattle, right? <laughs> but, like, because I, I haven't seen enough Grey's Anatomy to talk about if the CGI has gotten worse. But I can say that I was watching an early 2000s movie the other day. Like, I'm talking 2009, right? And the CGI looked better. Late 2000s. Then. <laughs> like, okay, so, like, even if you go watch a, a movie from 2005, I'm telling you, some of the CGI then looks better. I don't understand I what's going on, but somehow, like the CGI looks like it's gotten worse in movies. Same, like I don't know if it's because I was younger, but like I remember like the plane crash scene and like some other scenes like didn't look too bad. But yeah, I yeah, remember, yeah. I know what you're talking. My about. brother and his girlfriend were watching like a newer season a couple of years ago, and it just looked so bad. They were trying to do just like too much for it. Yeah. I think. I think uh, maybe so. I, I think uh, I think the best uh, comparison I, I, is I always thought that Iron Man with Robert Downey Jr. the original looks way better. Yeah. Than Avengers Endgame, I felt like this 2008. Dude, that's so. And true. same with like uh, you know like Inception and uh, uh, Avatar. I guess Avatar. I wasn't really. I don't know. But like you know that stuff. Like and then you see some stuff now. It's it's weird. Go, I don't know if it's see, the, go this, watch Spider Man Homecoming. And yes, and, exactly. Like, the physics don't even look right. They've Spider-Man got video games Homecoming. that can do physics better than the CGA. And s- yeah, it looks yeah, weird. Yeah, yeah. Like, dude, even know. Spider-Man looks better in in like Spider-Man Three was like Spider-Man Two. Yeah, 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 totally. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean, even like if you watch the Amazing Spider-Man, that's not even that old. That came out in 2012. You go watch that movie, and the CGI looks better. Yeah, exactly. You know. Yeah, yeah. Which one? The first one or the second one? The Amazing Spider-Man. That's I a thought debate. Amazing Spider-Man 2 was better. I thought that was the most oh, uh, accurate. The that is a controversial debate. The only thing I'd see it for is the suit, honestly. <laughs> but yeah, I know. Yeah, I like the fir- the first one, that suit, too. Yeah. Didn't like the new ones, but, you know. But going back to superheroes and Chris Evans, if you have Apple TV and you haven't seen Defending Jacob, what are you paying for? <laughs> Go watch Morning Defending Show? Jacob. Morning show's great too. Morning show's amazing. But like Defending Jacob was was surprisingly really good. Yeah, it really was. It keeps you captivated. You don't know what ha- who did what. You're it's like a murder mystery you're guessing the whole time, you know? And crazy stuff happens. It's pretty good. It's an easy watch. So I would definitely check that out. Anything else from you today, Nick? I actually had a question because you guys brought up John Favreau just talking about yeah, yeah. Um, all that. Did you guys ever watch? Uh, what, it's called Chef, right? His movie that he yeah released. yeah. Did you ever see and that? Then he did the Netflix special, right? Oh. Did you ever see that movie? I never saw the movie. It's you got... have to check it out. Let, let's check it out. Soon. I've obviously seen it, but I think it's oh, a yeah, phenomenal movie. I think it's is that is on like, Netflix? Is it like Whiplash yeah. but for chefs? It's no. <laughs> I mean, 
I I don't really know. How to, I haven't seen it in a while, but I kind of just remember it's a lot of him just moving around and yeah. cooking, and I don't. It's just a very like a good like a good story. It's yeah, definitely like, like Ratatouille, but <laughs> not animation. His, the stakes are high. The food has to be good. <laughs> definitely his uh, passion because he did the show right. too. Yeah, it's That's really awesome. good. He's got, on, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll isn't just, Robert Downey I'll, Jr. in it? I or believe he like is. That? It's on Netflix, I do believe. Yeah. Last time I checked, and I, I yes, I believe he is. is. Yeah, yeah. star-studded cast on that movie. Yeah, yeah, very good. Have to check that out. Um, anything else from you, Kurt? Yeah, actually, you, yeah, sure. What, I mean, hey. Well, I mean, just speaking about COVID and the way it's affected, um, it's it's kind of crazy to think that the movie Trolls Two is going to go down in history, <laughs> just because. Not because it's probably a shitty movie. I haven't even seen it, but like just because. It was the first movie that was supposed to go into a movie theater that was released digitally, and then uh, Scoob came out, and then you know that whole thing with uh, with Universal Studios. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, that scared me. Which I think is resolved now. The Universal and the AMC thing. That whole thing. Yeah. That yeah, if, yeah. if any for those of you that sure don't know, which I think everyone has heard it by now, but like for a very long period of time, like. Uh, Universal Studios like basically said we're not gonna sh- oh no 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 AMC said we're not gonna show any Universal Studios yeah. movies at our theaters mm-hmm. because they decided that they were gonna release they were gonna stream their movies on, at BOD. home and at the theaters at the same time which is like totally yeah, no. they can't do that like they've signed contracts and stuff yeah. so um but I think that got resolved I yeah, don't yeah. know I think I th- I mean you know I I don't know if we talked about this before but you know Fast and the Furious Wolfman I guess coming out now you know like all that all stuff. of those movies yeah, no, really wouldn't go into the theater the, I mean and those are billion dollar franchises yeah or you know franchises that are gonna be a billion dollars so you know I don't know and like for people that don't have like big TVs at their house you know they've got a simple setup small little TV like. People don't want to watch all their movies on their laptop screen. Yeah. You know, people want to go to the movie theater. Mm-hmm. I sure as heck miss it. I do too. And, you know, bringing up that, I mean, they just delayed Tenet indefinitely. We don't have a release date now. I was going to say, actually, I was just reading an article that oh, yeah. was like criticizing Christopher Nolan pretty hard. Oh, no. About how really? he's being pretty selfish about only wanting to release it in cinema and stuff. And then it was actually saying about how a lot of people are wanting him to release it on VOD. So then that goes down for having like most brought in money for instead of trolls. Yeah, that instead could. of trolls, like that that's literally what the article like is talking about. Because dollars. like Warner Brothers, right? It's a Warner Brothers yeah. film. They need so 500, then, yeah. 500 to break even. I hear is what they need. Interesting. Or four hundred fifty-five. Yeah, like, this person there. that wrote the article, I think it was like film school dropouts or something. Do you know that? Uh, uh, I do, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. Is it dropouts or something? I don't know. Something like that. But yeah, it was like just ripping on him about how like he needs to be uh, more aware of like the people's safety instead of wanting to just release it in theaters. I see where he's coming from, but you know that movie. I mean, every Christopher Nolan movie is meant to be seen in. It's, in I mean, a it's theater. shot in IMAX. You don't watch an IMAX yeah. movie at at home. You I just don't. I, I true. I, he, yeah. He, I don't no, know. No, I agree, but like. The I don't be- know, it was just interesting to read. The yeah. best part of it Star Wars 9 was that eight-minute, you know, opening sequence from Tenet in the IMAX theater. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's true. Yeah, yeah, but um, I don't know. I, I mean, know. maybe, like, a movie like A Quiet Place could possibly be released at home, you know? Yeah. Maybe you let loose a little bit on that one. Get a little snuggy. Or, like, know? The Candyman. <laughs> Release The Candyman. On, uh, let us watch it. You or, know? Yeah, yeah. Sure. 
lot of movies. And No Time to Die is apparently looking for a 2020 release, 2021 release date. And people will pay the $20. to. I mean, that's been well, proven. Well, not me and Nick. We always find a way. High five. Don't say that. Yeah, that's we, we pay for it. What are you talking about? We pay, we for, pay it. for it. Don't yeah, say we that. We pay for it. I pay for it. You come over to my house and you watch it with and me. Then that you way feel you like don't it's have to free. pay for it. It's not free. Not free. I pay for it. Twenty dollars, right? Twenty dollars, exactly. And people, and it's been proven that people will do will pay for it. <laughs> Did Scoob make a lot of money? I don't even know. No, what's HBO Max? What's HBO Max? Yeah, but like at first when it came out, it was like twenty bucks. You could not watch sure. It. I don't know. That's all the movies though. All the ones they're releasing on VOD are all twenty dollars, which I don't really understand because I feel like if they made it like the normal five dollars, they're gonna make a lot more money because there's. You know, more people well, they're are going to buy it. To, they're trying to make up for those ticket costs they thought they were going to get. Yeah, but if they make it cheaper, if a, more people are going to buy it because more people are home. So it's just if you have more people, it's cheaper. It's just going to add up eventually. Yeah, 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 true. true. Yeah. But yeah, I see what you mean. Well, uh, that's all I got for today. Um, don't forget that we've got Romance and Rebellion on uh, next week on Tuesday. Uh, you'll have to you come by Thursday to see me and Nick uh, Curry. Thanks again for coming by. Yeah, uh, thanks for having me. To have you fun. on, man. Yeah, uh, had a great time. Yeah, uh, yeah, don't forget to subscribe, like, comment, um, yada yada uh, on and Couch Guy. At don't Spotify. forget to watch Contemplation, my film. I think I, I don't think you'll be disappointed. Give it a shot. It's yeah, it's it's something. And uh, if there's any final words to be said, me and Cooper just uh, finished our film. Meanwhile, outside the bank, we just put it into a bunch of film festivals, so we're waiting to hear back on that. None of them. Um, <laughs> I I doubt it. I think we'll make it. All right. Yeah. I'm hopeful. Well, everybody, have a good night. Thanks for coming. We'll see you later.